Today on Locked On Rockies, well, the Athletics says the Colorado Rockies offseason was a failure. Is that a fair evaluation? You are Locked On Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. February in the year 2024. I'm your host of the Locked On Rockies podcast, Paul Holden, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day. If your team is the Colorado Rockies, guess what? You're in the right spot because that's what we do around here each and every day is talk Rockies baseball. You can find us on your favorite streaming services. You can find us on the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel, and uh, you can be part of the show by firing off your Rockies hot takes. Let me know what's on your mind when it comes to the Colorado Rockies. In the comment section of the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel, you can check us out there. Thank you so much for being an everydayer. Thank you so much for your support and for tuning in. If you're curious who I am, I am Paul Holden, your Rockies fan extraordinaire. Been following this team my entire life and been bringing you your daily Rockies talk here for about four seasons now. So uh, today on the show, I want to talk about the athletics offseason evaluations from everyone read from uh, the, the piece of the from the Rockies and uh, see again of uh, people not very confident in the Colorado Rockies, which there's there's layers to this. We have to dive into all that. I'm going to do all that and more coming up here on today's episode of Locked on Rockies. Before we dive into everything, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and you'll get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. We start with The Athletic, who goes out and grades all of the uh, off-seasons for teams. And this is uh, from The Athletic staff, but specifically Tim Britton, Grant Br- uh, Brisby and Aaron Gleeman here from uh, The Athletic. And this is what they have to say about the Rockies uh, and their offseason. The Rockies lost 103 games last season, but their Pythagorean record was 16-102. So uh, keep in mind that they were a little unlucky. But it doesn't help that they slept through the offseason, adding a backup catcher and two starting pitchers who strike out fewer batters than almost anyone in baseball. It would appear that the plan is to get hitters to put the ball in play. While they have two of the best defenders in baseball with Ezekiel Tovar and Brenton Doyle, more balls in play at Coors Field is a very, very bad idea. Even with those two, and this is where uh, I think uh, I'm pulling this quote here from the reddit because i actually don't have the athletic um and i think that there is a spelling error that the uh uh, tandem opus here on reddit points out the athletic piece says the rockies 321 batting average on balls in play was the 25th worst in baseball history but it might be opponents uh 300 321 batting average on balls in play was the 25 25th worst in baseball history but just the sixth worst in franchise history that's because Coors Field is great at turning batted balls into hits. So maybe don't get pitchers who already allow too many hits. Please hire me as a special consultant, Rockies. I will take my salary in Art Blakey records. It's not like you could have expected the Rockies to trade for Corbin Burns or sign a free agent starter. But even if you set the ball or the bar extremely low, they somehow limboed under it. All right. You know, I mean, it's 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 fair. The there there is a concern when we talked about it on the show. There is a concern with adding a adding pitchers that are not able to get out outside of defense and and putting the ball in play and and pitch to contact philosophy. We know that. We've talked about this. But at the same time, this article or this this evaluation, one 
doesn't uh, ignores the fact that the Rockies have more than two of the best defenders in, in baseball and two of the best defenders at their position. We've talked about this before. Uh, in case they forgot, Ryan McMahon continues to be finalist for Gold Glove. He's been a finalist for a Gold Glove now, I believe, two, three seasons in a row, losing out only to Nolan Arenado and Cabrian Hayes. Still pretty good. I would call Ryan McMahon still one of the best defenders in baseball. And then everybody in the entire planet that covers baseball, that is talking about the Rockies, is forgetting about Brendan Rodgers. Brendan Rodgers is going to change the, the, the dynamic of this team. If Brendan Rodgers is healthy, this team is better. If Ryan McMahon is healthy and can play good defense and at least be somewhat like himself on offense, he's going to be better than he was last year. I mean, there's a chance that Ryan McMahon still can improve. Mixed in with the fact that if you get a healthy Chris Bryant, you have someone there. You have Charlie Blackman, who's an effective DH. The Rockies are not a great team. The Rockies are not a good team. But when you read stuff like this, when I sit and I only this, it's that's what the that's that is about as much evaluation as the Rockies probably got. They probably looked going into this uh, into this piece and going into their evaluation. They probably don't follow the Rockies all that much because the Rockies don't give them much to follow. But they sit there and they say. Well, that Rockies team stunk last year. And now all they did is just add these two pitchers that are both on rebound. They're going to get rocked at Coors Field. And you add a backup catcher. What are you doing, Rockies? What are you doing? What are you doing? Why aren't you going out there and, and, and signing a free? And, and they even say it. I mean, at the end, it's not like you could have expected the Rockies to trade for Corbin Burns or sign a free agent starter. But even if you set the bar extremely low, they somehow limboed under it. What was the plan for the Rockies this year? To, to fix the Rockies' problems this season, was it throw a bunch of money at a bunch of free agents right now in this crazy market? Is that the only solution for the Colorado Rockies? No. That's not the plan this year. If you follow the actual process of the Rockies since last trade deadline, the Rockies are rebuilding. They don't want to admit it, but this is the most rebuilding that they've ever done. So to sit here and to say that their offseason is a failure while they're waiting to see what happens with a large crop of young fo of, of young players and players in certain position log jams, I disagree. I don't think that this was the offseason for the Rockies to go out and make a bunch of moves, do a bunch of big splashes, change everything. You can still figure that out right now as you're figuring out your core for the future because you still have a group of players in this weird or this weird limbo. They like limbo. I'll use limbo here. Your Rodgers, your McMahons, your your uh your Bryants, your Blackmans, your veteran, your Diaz's, your your Hermans even fall into this of Veteran players that that perform, that contribute, but they don't blow you away. Kyle Freeland gets into this too. But this wasn't the offseason to just go and blow everything up as you're trying to figure out what you can and can't do, what you have and what you don't have when it comes to aggressive and free agency. Yes, they could have gotten a starting pitcher. But let's just let's just let's just go over some numbers here. Let's just go over some numbers real quick. Were the Rockies going to sign Shohei Otani to a 10-year, $700 million deal? No. Were the Rockies going to sign Yamamoto to a 12-year, $325 million deal? No. Were the Rockies going to sign Aaron Nola for a 7-year, $172 million deal? No. Were the Rockies going to sign Josh Hader for a 5-year, $95 million deal? No. Were the Rockies going to spend 
$80 million for four years of Eduardo Rodriguez. No. They weren't going to dive into this starting pitching market that was crazy expensive for a season that is really going to be a wash. And But they know it's going to be a wash. And you know if you're prepped to go into the season and with that mindset, with we need to get our young core better. We need our young guys to play more. We need to know what we have on the team. And then from there, we have to build around that. Going and immediately signing all a, a big pitch, these big name pitchers, some of which are on the back half of 30, that's not the move. And if the Rockies did go out and spend a boatload of money on, uh, you could even say pitchers, remember, super bullpen, the Rockies would have been chastised for that. But everyone, you know, you would have sit there and say, ah, oh, great, the Rockies are finally spending money. The Rockies are finally doing something. That's not what the response would have been. It would have been, is this the right move for the Rockies? Is this the way to build up the Rockies? Is this the guy that you're fully confident in? Because, yes, there were a lot of great free agent pitchers out there this offseason. There were. There's no doubt about it. But the market was also crazier than ever. And it's probably going to get crazier. And the Rockies are going to have to get more aggressive when it comes to free agents, especially being able to convince free agent pitchers to come here. But to just sit there and say, nah, the Rockies offseason was a failure, completely ignores the plan in place for a lot of young guys for the Rockies, and the Athletic doesn't fully know the defensive capabilities of the Colorado Rockies. To sit there and say the Rockies don't have five elite defenders on their starting roster is not true <laughs> to, to only go out and say uh, while they have two of the best defenders in baseball, Ezekiel Tovar and Brenton Doyle, that's not true. They have five of the best defenders in baseball. They have Brenton Doyle. They have Nolan Jones. They have Ryan McMahon. They have Brendan Rogers and Ezekiel Tovar. That's five mixed in with a veteran catcher that plays good defense. So, yes, this philosophy is, well, we, I mean, look at the Rockies. It's Coors Field. You don't want balls in play. Thank you. Got it. We know. We understand that. But you're ignoring the entire rest of the team. I don't think the keys to the Rockies, uh, uh, the, the answers to the Rockies' problems was just in going in and spending big this offseason. On the flip side of all this, though, you can't deny that the organization has put themselves in this point or in this spot, that the organization has opened themselves up to this criticism. Let's talk about that coming up here in segment number two. Before we do that, though, got to tell you about some of the folks that help make this show possible, and that includes a fan duel. FanDuel's got you covered for all your betting needs this basketball season and beyond. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Yes, $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet 
at FanDuel.com slash locked on. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players like Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, all your favorites. And you can even check out the quick bets. Me, if you're like me, I love me some parlays. They got the live same game parlays, exclusive prop bets if you're looking for something more fun, and lots, lots more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to shoot your shot. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on for $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. FanDuel.com slash locked on FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. This is the Locked On Rockies podcast for free and streaming on your favorite streaming services, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day. If your team is the Colorado Rockies, guess what? You're in the right spot. That's what we do around here. Shoutouts to all of my everydayers out there. Thank you all so much for tuning into the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel. Your comments, your thoughts, all that good stuff helps the show grow. We really, really do appreciate you tuning in and uh, joining us here on the Locked On Rockies podcast as we get closer and closer uh, to spring training and closer and closer to regular season ball. So talking about the Rockies offseason was a failure. The uh, Athletic gives it an F, one of two Fs uh, that uh, they give out in their offseason rankings here. And... I, I just questioned myself. I was like, is this fair? Is this a fair evaluation of the Rockies? And part of me says no. And I mean, that's what we just spent the first thing. I don't think enough people outside of people that follow and cover the Rockies truly follow the team enough to give the in-depth insight that I'm looking for. I don't think the Athletic spends a lot of time on the Rockies. I think that's actually true because, hmm, I don't think they still do much about the Rockies. I believe uh, they had a really good reporter that covered the Rockies, and I believe they let him go. So, hmm, okay. I put I factor that in. And then I also have to look at the fact that it's the, statistically the worst Rockies team of all time last season. And an offseason that was quiet with no big flashy moves, you kind of sit there and there's reason for you to actually say, eh, well, they didn't do anything. How are they going to get better with hoping hoping that two pitchers rebound and a backup catcher that doesn't really have any impressive stats? Is that going to be enough to get you out of the basement? No, it's not. And that I can't take away from them. That is earned. The Rockies have earned their reputation. The Rockies have put themselves in this spot. But at the same time, I don't always think that they get a fair evaluation. I don't think they get a fair shake. I don't think the front office is getting enough credit for the trade deadline last year. And if these guys that bounce back are able to be decent pitchers, one war, two war, that's all I'm saying, one war, two war. I'm not saying six, I'm not saying eight, I'm not saying nine, I'm not saying Cy Young's here. I'm saying effective pitchers. Think Austin Gomber last year. Not great. Some might not even say not good, but solid stretches and puts the Rockies in places to be successful. They're going to be better. I don't look at this offseason as a failure. I look at this offseason as the Rockies saying it's opportunity time. It is time for, there are a lot of people on this Rockies roster that have opportunities this year, and they need to make the most out of them. Will it happen? That's to be determined. But I don't think that the Rockies' answer 
was throwing a bunch of money at free agents this offseason. I think there are too many other... One, the Dodgers, you know, are continuing to build around, and I know they're building up, but they're continuing to go all in to capitalize on on a hopeful, in their eyes, down year for the NL West. And mixed with the fact that Arizona looking to capitalize on momentum. I mean, yes, you want to be there. You want to be competing. You want to be going blow for blow with your division rivals. But it's also kind of like, it, how much of the long game do you play? How much How much would the, of the Rockies' answers would have been solved? And, and, and to be totally honest, you can sit there and we can all sit here and armchair quarterback and say, well, they should have signed this guy. They should have signed this person. They should have spent more money. They should have done this. Were teams interested? That's a bigger thing. That's what I'd like to see from this offseason reporting. That's what I'd like to see from this failure. That's what I'd like to see from the athletic or these other people to say, hey, the Rockies offseason was a failure because not only did they build on the team, but they don't have a reputation. They don't have the ability to bring in the free agent. They don't have the team. They don't have the front office. They don't have the money. X, Y, Z, let me know why this team isn't able to get the free agent. And we know with pitching, that's that's always been a thing. But but still, money talks. And the Rockies spend money. The Rockies are not a bottom-in payroll team. They, they are a middle-of-the-pack payroll team. They always have been. They aren't afraid to spend money. But I would be way more nervous. If the Rockies had spent a bunch of money, and you could focus it mostly on pitching, right? So they got Senza and Herman Marquez that are injured, and then they just and then they were able to get those guys. If you add more pitchers, what do you do with those two injured guys? What happens to them? What happens to them when they come back? I know Senza's gone for probably all of this season, but they're still under contract. They are still part of the team. And so when those players come back, and you have to figure out this, and are you going to be able to trade Antonio Sensatella? After missing a year and a half, almost two years of baseball, it really feels like. Are you really able to do these things that people wanted them to do this offseason? When when you're grading an offseason, when you're evaluating the offseason, and when you're saying that, ah, they didn't get this done, they didn't do that, why? That is a question that the Rockies front office deserves to have asked of it. The Rockies deserve to be criticized for their flaws. But I don't necessarily sit there by with, and, and totally agree that the Rockies' approach that this offseason was a failure, even with the lack of moves, even with this. Because would you feel better if the Rockies went out and signed a couple more veteran guys and, and had them play first base in right field? So Hunter Goodman, Michael Tolia, Sean Bouchard, Elise Mon- uh, Montero, all those guys take a back seat to let's see here. Let's uh, let, let, I know that people most talk about pitchers, but uh, Candelario, you know, we're, 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 <laughs> is that the move? Spend forty five million dollars, uh, uh, you know, fifteen million a year for for a thirty eight year old or thirty year old third baseman, or you know, should the Rockies have spent seventeen million dollars for two years or for for thirty three uh, thirty four million dollars a year? or $34 million total dollars, I'm sorry, for two years of Reese Hoskins. Would that would that make you feel better about the Rockies? Would that make you feel better about Rockies fans? 
so Reese Hoskins and, and and Chris Bryant can can trade off at first base, and the guy you traded for in the in the Nolan Arenado trade continues to be blocked out and not get consistent playing time. The evaluation of that uh, of the offseason for the Rockies has to include the fact that this team is put is trying to say we have a, a, a core group of guys that we believe in. And we want to see what they do this year altogether. Because the evaluation of the 2023 Rockies has to come in two parts. The first half pre-deadline trade deadline 2023 Colorado Rockies were very different than the post-trade deadline 2023 Colorado Rockies. Similarities of pitching being an issue for both of those teams. But are you really more confident in last year's rotation than this one? I guess you can say if fully healthy, yes, you are. Because last year's rotation would have been Herman, Senza, Freeland, Gomber, and then take your pick. But the Rockies signed Jose Urania last year. The Rockies had only got Chase Anderson and Chris Flexen to come pitch for them. And that's not great. And that 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 too, it, it, that's the sign there. When you're looking at it and saying failure. The Rockies just, I just don't think the opportunities are were right for the Rockies right there. And I don't think the Rockies spending a bunch of money on veteran players while they're trying to figure out what the heck to do with eight players on their team right now. That wasn't the right move. I don't think that that was the right way to look at the Rockies offseason. It was slow. It was mostly un, uh, uneventful. The Rockies are not going to suddenly increase to a wild card or division winning or playoff team. But I'm I trust the process this process right now of what the Rockies are doing right up through through this point than if they would have gone and spent a bunch of money and committed to new contracts and, and, and all these players. Don't get me wrong. I would love elite pitching level talent to come here and for the Rockies to sign people to those deals. But if you get an elite pitcher for three years, sign him for a three-year deal, burn one of them. 2024 is going to be a wash. And then you're going into 2025 wondering where, you know, what's next there and what's next after that. The Rockies have to figure out what they're doing in-house before they can completely go and completely buy in to just going after big name free agents and spending money there. I just, uh, I don't know. I, 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 I think the Rockies deserve to be criticized. I don't think that they're, you can sit here and say the offseason was an overwhelming success. But there's nuance here. There's context here. There's stuff about the Rockies that people don't always focus on and follow. There's important things to notice and remember and look into. And, and I think the Rockies getting into a crazy offseason market this year wasn't the right approach. But that's just me. All right. Going to finish our thoughts here on uh, the Rockies offseason and uh, if it's a failure or not. I mean, what do you guys think? What do you what do you all think? Let me know in the comments. Do you would do you wish the Rockies did more? Do you wish the Rockies were in on some of these big name free agents? Do you wish the Rockies were spending some money and, and going out there and getting some of these guys? Let me know in the comments. Let me know what you're thinking when it comes to the Rockies offseason. We're going to talk, uh, like I said, more about this and uh, kind of close things up here. 
and point out that there were some options. Maybe that that could have been interesting for the Rockies. We'll do that coming up in segment number three. Before we do that, though, got to help you with your car and talk to you about some of the folks that help make this show possible. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to you as customers. This is the Locked on Rockies podcast for free and streaming on your favorite streaming service, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked on Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day. Shout outs to our everydayers out there. Now, we were talking about uh, the Rockies not signing some of these players and not getting some of these pitchers. And and I was I, I mentioned some of the big deals that that, uh, you know, clearly the Rockies weren't going to be a part of. But when you look at some stuff, you look at some of these lower level deals, uh, Michael Waka for $16 million a year for two years. And then uh, let's see who else. Uh, Manea, two years, $14 million a year there for him. Uh, Maeda, <laughs> uh, they're getting $12 million a year for two years. Tyler Mayle, uh going to get uh, $11 million for for two years. I mean, there are some deals you sit there, Frankie Montas at, uh, at one year, $16 million. There are deals where you sit there and you say, huh, the Rockies could have Rockies could have paid Jack Flaherty $14 million for, for that, for a year of him. But does that, does would that really make you happy, Rockies fans? Would it really make you feel better if the Rockies were just signing a couple of pitchers, signing these pitchers to two, one, one, two-year deals? Those type of pitchers, pitchers that that have a name, pitchers that have 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 had quality, pitchers that have been solid throughout their careers. Yes, you'd feel good, but again, it's the timing of it. Does it make sense to bring in these starters on one to two-year deals? In 2024, with this Rockies team, does that make sense to do? I think the argument is there that no, it's not. Realistically, if you're going with the plan, if you're going with the the way the Rockies have operated, at least for now, a year, maybe a little bit before that, it's, it's kind of hard to tell with, with Schmidt's tenure and, and the way it started. Are you? I I just don't think it fits with the scheme right now. Yes, it would be nice to 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 see some of these players and and get some of them interested in coming to Colorado. Yes, it's worrisome that the the, the Royals are 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 building up and and able to bring people there and and trying to get themselves out of a basement and and, and back into to being relevant. But I don't think signing a couple of pitchers to one to two year deals would would solve the problems for the Rockies. I really don't. I don't think I don't think the Rockies can really sit themselves in a position where at with this team they can just bring in a couple of players. Now, it'd be a different story if the Rockies had just knocked on the door of the wild card last year, knocked on the door of the playoffs and 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 wanted to be and they and they you can clearly say, "Hey, we got something going right here." 
Because the Rockies got choices to make. The Rockies got big choices to make this 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 season when it comes to some really important players. That's what they need to focus on first. Are they fully confident in Amador to come up and 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 move on from Brendan Rodgers? Is Ryan McMahon and and then, and you're also thinking about bringing pitchers into the organization. That's got to happen by trade. The, the the Rockies weren't going to bring in these pitchers. Everyone knows that. So now do you sit there and, and try to trade in the offseason when some of your most valuable trade pieces, their trade value is lower than it should be or could be? Rymack, Chris Bryant, Brendan Rodgers. Chris Bryant ain't going anywhere. I know that. Uh, but Elias Diaz fits into that category as well. You got to figure out what you're doing there first. You got to figure out if Brendan Rodgers is going to be your second baseman. You got to figure out if your offense is going to be able to step up and stop striking out so much. And, and, and if you have the offensive pieces to go toe to toe in Coors Field. Because you want to know what's worked in the past at Coors Field? Offenses that can go toe to toe with other good offenses, even to back up a weaker pitching staff. And that's probably what the Rockies are going to get back to. But there's a lot more to this Rockies team than just folding, crossing your arms and saying they didn't do much this offseason. This offseason was a failure. This team is asleep at the wheel. The Rockies have earned a sleep at the wheel reputation. They have earned the, the, the criticism that they have gotten and they have earned the criticism that they have gotten this offseason. I just think that there is nuance and things to look at in this offseason specifically that should make the situ- make the the conversation a little more complex than just sitting there saying you added two pitchers that ain't going to do much and a backup catcher and you play at Coors Field so therefore you're hosed. They very well likely could be, but there are enough interesting pieces and enough interesting storylines to point out that the Rockies also can be a heck of a lot more interesting and a heck of a lot better in some areas than the than than they might think. Folks, that's going to do for today's episode of Locked on Rockies. Thank you so much for joining us and for making us your first listen of the day. We're free and streaming on your favorite streaming services and on the Locked on Rockies YouTube channel, where you can be part of the show by liking the video, subscribing, and let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Was the Rockies offseason a failure for you? Let me know in the comments down below. Folks, for your second listen of the day, go check out Locked on MLB. If you need more Colorado sports coverage, Locked on Broncos, Locked on Avalanche, Locked on Nuggets, and Locked on Buffs, also available here on the Locked on Podcast Network. Until next time, I'm Paul Holden saying so long from the Locked on Rockies podcast.